Welcome to They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield-Guilford Township Public Library. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. So it's a new year and today we will be talking about mindfulness, setting goals, and a new you. Um, Before we get to the mindfulness part, although I'm very excited about that, uh, let's talk about what's in the gallery this month. I'm really, really excited to see um, graffiti in Spain. Yes, yes. Uh, we have Rianne Pore here from the Indiana Room to talk about this program that's upcoming. Please tell us about this. You were showing us some of the pictures, and I'm so excited. So please, <laughs> please tell our listeners about this. Well, we are very happy to have Lu- have Lisa Calvin, who is a linguistics and Spanish professor from Indiana State University, come on January 14th. She is going to present a program on graffiti in Spain, and she also will be participating in the gallery for January. So her images, she has hundreds of images of different graffiti that she's um, experienced and taken while she's traveled in Spain. So her art will be on display in the gallery, and that will accompany the program that is happening on January 14th. It's open to anyone. There's no registration. It starts at 6.30, and it's going to be a really nice, kind of a cool presentation on what is graffiti, um, and why is it so prevalent in the travels that she's seen in Europe and not so much here in the United States. She's going to talk about how um, there are challenges to um, existing cultural values. Sometimes it inspires thought. Sometimes it just makes you smile when it looks really cool and you're like, that's a great piece of art. So anyway, we're happy to have her come and present this program. She also traveled a lot on the Way of St. James, which is known as the Camino. There's a lot of different mm. art in on that pathway. And, and so she's really excited to share it with us. And I'm excited to have her here. So Now, uh, Dr. Calvin sent you a whole bunch of pictures, as we'd mentioned earlier. Um, these are all just gorgeous works of art. I look at it and I know people think graf- graffiti and they think vandalism. And I'm looking at this. This is, to me, not vandalism. This is just straight up art on a huge scale but i mean is that is is the reason why we don't see it here but you do see it over in europe is it is it considered a crime over there uh, well i was it... asking her that i was like why is this such a cool concept that doesn't seem to be in the united states and she said that even though there are hefty fines in spain if they if you're caught painting public buildings she said a lot of times it's just really socially accepted there and they don't see it as vandalism. They see it as art. And a lot of different countries in Europe kind of feel the same way. I kind of feel like we Americans are a little too uh, uptight on uh, art. Uh, so, yeah, so that was one of the things she was going to talk about is how, the difference between, you know, is it graffiti or is it art, which is one of the um, examples that she sent that, that I'm looking at right now that you can't see. And that's one of the pictures is graffiti. Is it art or vandalism? So, and Every picture that we've seen, it's truly art. It's just wonderful. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun looking at some of them. There's one, my favorite, is of an astronaut. And I'm not going to tell you too much more about it because I want everyone to come out and see it. But there are so many details that you don't even think about that are captured in this. I would call it a mural. I know it is graffiti, but it is also like a mural. So... You definitely want to come and check this out. Also, uh, Rianne and I had a good laugh over one of them. Uh, there is um, a piece of graffiti art that looks 
Kind of like Keanu Reeves, uh, as as you put it, Rianne, holding a pacifier. <laughs> pacifier. Uh, we figured out it is not actually Keanu Reeves. It's Lionel Messi, who's a massive uh, soccer star, football star, as they would call it. Um, he is their Spain's favorite son when it comes to when it comes to the sport. It still and, looks like he's holding a pacifier, <laughs> but I don't know what that is. Yeah, but you'll have to come here and see. Yeah, it. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Dr. Calvin will be able to explain it to us. Yeah. <laughs> and really, when you look at the the quality of the artwork, I mean, whether it's a commissioned mural or something a street artist has decided to do as graffiti, um, you know, the quality is still there. So it's really impressive to see this and. The fact that she made a project out of going to Spain to photograph the graffiti mm-hmm. um, is is a really neat concept. And I also love that we're bringing something from another country over here, expanding our horizons. And it is going to be asking us, you know, it's going to challenge us. What is our concept of art? Okay, so it is January and everyone is always thinking, oh, what can I do to improve myself now that it's a new year? And as we said before, our topic is mindfulness, setting goals, and a new you. And we honestly couldn't think of anyone better to bring in than Sarah Miller. She works in TTS and she is going to talk to us particularly about mindfulness. So Sarah. Great. Thank you so much. Um, it's makes me happy to think people think of me when they think of mindfulness. I did go to yoga school. Um, I have a 200-hour yoga certification. And in yoga school, we do more than just learning how to do yoga postures called asanas. We also learn a lot about breathing and meditation and mindfulness. And we did learn in school that mindfulness is not meditation and meditation is not mindfulness. So there is um, a distinction between the two, but we're going to focus more on mindfulness today. So mindfulness is more about being in the moment and being aware of your surroundings and your senses as you're in the moment, which helps calm the mind. It can help you remember that you need to focus on your breathing, which helps with stress, anxiety, and things like that. Okay, I I have to jump in because as a lot of you know, I am very much a planner and I might be standing in the moment, but I also like my mind is probably 15 steps ahead because I'm constantly (laughs) thinking like, okay, I need to do this and this and this. And then if this happens, I need to do this. What in the world could I do to actually bring more mindfulness when my mind is wired that way? Yes. And a lot of us are wired that way. We are busy people and we do have our to-do lists and we do have to plan our days. So I do understand that. It's more about learning to take a pause. Um, There are different things that you can do. You can set a reminder on your phone to do a beep. You can, you know, wear a little rubber band around your wrist that you kind of snap every once in a while to remind yourself that I am present in this moment. And at that time, what you want to do is try to engage your five senses So you want to become aware of what you can see around you. Um, Are there any smells? um, Are there any sounds that you can notice? And it brings you back to being in the present. So also in in regards to accomplishing tasks on your to-do list, when you go into doing a to-do list, instead of thinking about getting it done, um, what you want to do is try to enjoy the process. So... An example would be if you're going to wash the dishes, uh, don't wash the dishes to finish them. Wash the dishes to wash the dishes. 
be present in the moment of what you're doing, feel the soap and the warmth of the water and things like that, and just enjoy the process and remove some frustration that you just want to get this done to get on to doing the next thing in your to-do list. It does seem like, if I may, you kind of miss the moment if you're not in the moment. Yes. So if you're thinking, if I'm thinking about the 20 things I need to do after I wash the dishes, Mm -hmm. then I've just missed the the pleasant time of just having nothing to do but wash dishes. Yes. You know, you can, that can translate to a lot of different things. You can miss a Christmas program because you're sitting there watching it, but you're really thinking about 20 things you should be doing and you've missed a Christmas program. Exactly. Yes. I know at my house, I've got a nice window um, that I can gaze up and look out the window. And so maybe you take note of birds outside or things like that. So it makes the things that we have to do that maybe don't seem so enjoyable, more enjoyable. I should apply that to when I do laundry. Yes. I don't mind sorting it or putting it in the machines, but man, folding it and putting away is the worst for me. I don't know why, but it really is. So I should try that and maybe I won't hate it as much. the warmth of the laundry. Yeah. And the smell of fresh laundry. That's true. That's that's a good point. Those are good points. And focus on your breathing while you're doing it. Any time during your day, it's a great opportunity to focus on your breath. Um, You can do three counts in as you exhale, three counts out as you inhale and exhale. Um, It's a great thing to practice when you're driving in your car. Mm -hmm. Your husband sitting in traffic and you just want the light to turn red or the or green. You want the light to turn green and you want <laughs> the people ahead of you to get going. But if you can stop and pause and focus on your breathing, all of a sudden you're practicing something healthy rather than being frustrated. Yeah. Some really good points there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we have some great books and resources here at the library for uh, mindfulness and meditation. We have some books about meditation. We've got one, Meditations for Mom by Kim Dwyer. Um, any of the moms here might understand that um, you uh, you can often lose sight of living in the moment, especially with children around. So maybe you have nieces or nephews or things like that, and you could understand that. Has anybody here read any books about mindfulness or meditation or attended a yoga class or anything like that? I've attended some yoga classes Um but the ones that I've attended, they've mostly been focused on the um, physiology of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, uh, they'll and I had one who I don't know if she was like a, a nurse or a doctor in another career outside of yoga, but she was constantly saying, "And you're going to feel this muscle being stretched, and this is what this is attached to." So yeah. there wasn't a lot of focus on the the breathing or the mindfulness or the philosophy behind it. I would suggest just keep trying different yoga classes because you're everybody has a different style of yoga that they enjoy doing. Um, so a lot of these books aren't talking specifically about yoga, but more about mindfulness. Um, there are also some great digital resources. Uh, we all love Canopy here. Mm-hmm. Who here loves Canopy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Canopy has an awesome 24-episode series called Why Mindfulness Matters. I don't know if you guys have seen that at all. Um, But I wrote down a couple of the topics. There's one about the science of compassion and self-compassion, modifying our brain's function and structure, and befriending fear, worry, and anxiety. Befriending Befriending. fear, worry, and anxiety. Yes. Okay. Embracing it. Yeah, I tend to run from it. 
Yes. <laughs> but what, what would happen if we embraced it? So um, I would definitely recommend checking out um, that 24-episode series, even if you just watch one or two. Probably glean something from it. We have ebooks on Overdrive. Uh, for example, one is called Mindfulness, A Practical Guide to Awakening. We have an e-audio book called Mindfulness, Overcoming the Obstacles. If you need any help downloading or working with ebooks on Overdrive, um, the technology department can help you with that. Well, all of that sounds really good. Thank you for sharing and letting us know what kind of resources we already have for that. Does anybody have a New Year's resolution now to work on their mindfulness? Anybody well, I probably it? should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one quick plug I want to throw in that may or may not help with mindfulness, but it may make your life a lot easier. It's wintertime. It's getting cold. Don't forget that the library has the service uh, PGTPL to go. Mm. If you have That's items on idea. hold, yeah, if you have items on hold, all you have to do is fill out a form online or call the library and ask them to fill it out for you if you are not able to get to a computer. And we will set it up to where your holds are ready to go and we walk them out to your car for you. It's just like the curbside service or the uh, Kroger click list. You can get your groceries, your takeout food, and your library books delivered to you curbside. Nice. And yeah, if you got little ones and it's cold out, you don't want to get out. Sounds we can do perfect. it for you. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. So maybe tying into the mindfulness, I don't know, this may help some people. Uh, January 14th from 1 to 3, we're having blood pressure screenings in the library. If you've been working on your mindfulness, maybe that'll help your blood pressure go down a little bit. It should. And uh, Crafty Crew is also going to be making coconut oil lotion bars January 16th. Uh, at 2 p.m. or at 6.30 p.m. You can come to either. I, I have to admit, though, I almost uh, made a mistake reading this off. I almost called them coconut oil lemon bars. <laughs> I don't different. think any of you want to eat these. It's <laughs> coconut oil lotion bars, and that is perfect for January when your skin's going to get really dry. Absolutely. I've been wanting to learn how to do that kind of thing just to cut down on plastic waste and stuff like that. So I'm mm -hmm. really excited to see that we're teaching people how to make lotion bars. It's very cool. Do you think you'll be able to go to it? Uh, probably not. Yeah, well. <laughs> but I'll still have to figure it out on my own. I can talk to Laura Appleby a little bit about it. Yeah, she give me some tips. Yeah, and then maybe you could do that for your teens sometime Ooh. too. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe I can work that in. What are some teen programs that we have coming up, Lauren W.? Oh, well, Lauren M. <laughs> we, we have some really good ones in January. I had a hard time uh, narrowing it down to a couple to talk about. So I'm going to talk about three. Um, we're doing a bad art contest on Wednesday, January. I think it's – oh, no. It's covered. It's on the 8th um, from 315 to 415. I'm really excited to see what the kids come up with. We've done this before, um, and the kids made some <laughs> delightfully ugly art. Oh, nice. Um, it was so good, and they had a lot of fun. It's The whole point of it is to encourage them to make art even if they don't feel like they're – worthy enough of our art contest that we do on a monthly basis because we have some kids that are like ah it's not good enough to go up there so Aww. we specifically made a bad art contest so everybody can try to be bad so sarah i would totally beat you in that contest <laughs> i we should do a staff I one i would love to see you do it. <laughs> uh, you're you are a fantastic artist oh, thank you. i am not so i would totally whip you in a bad art Win contest bad art. yes, yes. <laughs> 
I don't um, know. I've made some bad art too, but I, is there really anything as true, bad art? Right, it's exactly. All creative exploration. It all has some value, and that's why this contest is delightful because the kids tried to be bad, but it was also wonderful. So, <laughs> I love it. Um, we're also making calendars on Thursday, January 9th at three fifteen. Um, so what we're doing is we're taking photo frames and. Behind it, we're taking paint chips and turning it into the squares for the days so they can use dry erase markers and use the calendar throughout the year. I'm oh, really excited fun. about that one. Oh, that's very clever. Well, yeah. thank you, Pinterest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about that one. Hopefully they can uh, be mindful of their school assignments and maybe write them down or mm-hmm. whatever activities that they want to do. The kids check our calendar every day to see what we're doing that day so maybe they can write them down in advance and remember them. We'll see. Um, and then we're also on Monday, January 27th at 3.15, we are doing a Rube Goldberg device. So we're going to take a bunch of different things and see what the kids come up with. I'm excited cool. for that one. Will you please take video of that? Oh, we will have to talk to Robert about that. Oh, we'll okay. That. Yes, please. I love Rube Goldberg stuff. Me too. I love it a lot. My senior year marching band uh, show was a Rube Goldberg de- device. I can't talk. Um, but we like passed this... We passed this ball from section to section, and we did a whole bunch of stuff. It was very cool. (laughs) Uh, Producer Matthew is very excited in the background about my senior year show. I might have to show him. Do you guys remember the game Mousetrap? Oh, yes. Yes. I never successfully set it up to play it. Well, um, my sister and I never actually played the game. All we did was just set it up and then let the thing go. We didn't care about the game itself. We just wanted to build the contraption. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what we're doing in January. Kind of wish I were a teen again. That's one of the few times I would say that. Just for programs. <laughs> um, so the uh, children's department is hosting STEM Saturday, January 4th uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. And they're also hosting Colorful Kids, which is January 2nd uh, from 4.30 to 5.30. And basically, they just get to explore the messy wonder of art. So I guess we were talking about art, no matter how bad it is being creative exploration. This would be the perfect opportunity to teach kids about that. Now I kind of want to be a kid again. That kind of fits into something I found in one of these mindfulness books. Um, There was a, we have a book here, 10 Mindful Minutes, and a concept they were talking about was absorption. And it is immersing ourselves in the experience without thinking about what else we should be doing. So that would be a great concept to apply when you're doing a project or art like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, there's going to be a lip balm making program Wednesday, January 8th from 4.30 to 5 p.m. for uh, tweens and school age. That'll be helpful as the days get colder. And drier. Yeah. (laughs) And then Animal Tales, Monday, January 6th from 4.30 to 5 p.m. Um, A naturalist from Hendricks County Parks is going to be coming to speak. Uh, Registration is required for that program. All of that sounds like fun. Um, I also want to make sure we don't leave out some of our adult book clubs. We have the Pulitzer Book Club on January 21st at 6.30 p.m. Um, For that one, they're reading A Confederacy of Dunces, which Nick has been trying to get me to read. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I can read it and join them. Who knows? (laughs) You have until January 21st. I've got some time. (laughs) And also on January 21st is uh, Books on Tap. Uh, That is also at 6.30, and we're going to be meeting at uh, Brew Pub, or Brew Burger. 
Yeah, I know where it's we're meeting. <laughs> I, I only run the it's program. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we're meeting at Brew Burger. Um, I will let you guys know that uh, starting in February, the Books on Tap program will be on the second Tuesday of the month as opposed to the third Tuesday like it has been, simply because we did not want to conflict with Pulitzer Book Club. So you can do them all. Yes. <laughs> yes, because there were some people in my Books on Tap book club that were like, can mm. we please change? I want to go to the Pulitzer Book Club, too. Can't blame them. No, I really can't. It's a good problem to have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dave the Thai Guy here reminding you about a great service called PGTPL to go. Here's how that works. Go to our website and fill out the form to request materials, set a time you'll be arriving, drive on down to the library and look for a designated parking spot with that sign that says PGTPL to go. Once you're parked, give us a call and we'll bring out your materials right to your vehicle. So, Lauren, tell me about some of the books that are coming out in January that you're excited for. Um, I'm excited for a lot of books, so I'll try to keep it short. There's a book called Oasis coming out on January 7th by Katia de Becerra. I probably botched that last name, so I apologize. But um, it's for fans of Lost and also The Twilight Zone, so it sounds super awesome. Um, It's about a, a teen who just graduated high school, and she's traveling with four friends to her dad's archaeology site uh, near Dubai. The site has been rumored to be cursed, but they're going there anyway because what archaeology site isn't cursed? I don't know. Um, And so as they're going, a sandstorm traps them and her dad's uh, hot assistant in in the desert. Um, But then things start happening. So she feels compelled to poison the water supply. Her other friends start doing things that are out of the norm. Um, And then things start to get blurred between reality and dreams. So I'm curious. It's kind of a thriller. um, So I'm curious to see where it goes and uh, hopefully everybody makes it out alive. (laughs) What's the name of it again? It's called Oasis. You had me at Cursed Archaeological Site. (laughs) That's almost as good as a haunted house for me. I was wondering. I was like, this could be up Lauren M's alley. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) That's great. Um, There's another book that is called Don't Read the Comments by Eric Smith. It's coming out on uh, January 28th. It's about um, just kind of gaming culture online. And so it's about teens Divya and Aaron. Um, Divya has a glitch streaming account, which is, I don't know, I'm assuming the online or the this book's version of Twitch. Um, so she has a big following and her favorite game um, turns into a nightmare because she starts getting attacked and harassed by a group online. Um, Aaron likes video games as well, but he's more into the writing of things. And I don't, I think he's... Um, interested in helping Divya throughout this whole process, but this whole everybody attacking her online thing becomes kind of a nightmare and she doesn't know who to trust. So he's trying to to get to her in a good way to help her out. Um, but as it's approaching, they're approaching a, a big game conference. So things get um, worse and worse and worse for this teen. Um, and so this book explores racism, sexism, doxing, harassment, mas- or toxic masculinity. Like it, it hits a lot of different things and apparently it's really, really good and how it um, kind of approaches it from both teen sides and things like that. So I'm very curious to see um, how people take that one. It sounds like a good one for what's happening right now in the world. That could be a real good discussion starter. It could. It definitely could. Maybe you should have that for your uh, Never Too Late for YA book Ooh. club. Yes, um, we could. I'll have to put it up to vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But yeah, what about you? Do you have any books coming up? Uh, Yeah, there are a couple that I'm really excited for. I will just tell everyone who's listening, January 14th, for whatever reason, is going to be a huge day for book publication. Uh, When I was um, going through all of my um, lists and planning my purchases, I think probably 75% of all the books we're coming out on January 14th. I don't know why, but yeah, January the, 14th is going to be a big day. <laughs> it's the graffiti program. They want to get involved. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could be. <laughs> well, everybody will already be here, so yeah. they can just check out the books. Right? So the one that I'm probably most excited for is All the Ways We Said Goodbye. Um, it is co-authored by uh, Beatrice Williams, Karen White, and Lauren Willig. They are all big New York Times bestselling historical fiction authors. Hmm. And um, this particular book, it takes place in three different time periods. And they don't make it clear in the descriptions that I'm getting, but I'm guessing that they each write their own story and they're all connected. Uh, It starts in 1914 France and this um, very wealthy former debutante is um, dealing with the fact that Germans are occupying her family home. Mm. Uh, and it's World War One, and she is like trying to figure out how in the world she's going to get out of France and away from German persecution. And then we flash forward to World War Two, and um, the story intertwining with this first woman, but also bringing in a second woman who is part of the resistance. And then we flash forward again to 1964, and we bring in yet another woman who has been told that someone in Paris has information about a traitor who supposedly fought for the resistance, but was apparently not, was apparently a traitor to them, Hmm. called Le Fleur. And so she goes over to France and specifically to the Ritz, which keeps popping up in throughout the entire um, storyline and starts researching and discovers both of the women from the previous stories and i love dual narratives so if you give me a tri-narrative i don't know if that's a word but if you give me three different perspectives yeah it is now it is now (laughs) if you give me three different perspectives i'm gonna be all in for that i love books about france that take place in france i love historical fiction and so that's the one that i am most excited for and yes that does come out on january 14th (laughs) Just like every other book in January, apparently. Uh, And then uh, the second book that I'm really excited about is Big Lies in a Small Town by Diane Chamberlain. Uh, If you are not familiar with Diane Chamberlain, she writes writes mysteries, but they're very much human drama mysteries. She really focuses on the characters and not only what the characters are thinking, but where the characters have come from and why they are the way they are up to this point. She really delves into the backstories and I love complex characters like that. Um, In this particular book, we have Morgan Christopher uh, in North Carolina in 2018 and um, her life has been absolutely derailed. She took the fall for a crime she didn't commit. Uh, She served a three-year stint in the North Carolina Women's Correctional Center, and she has had to put her dream career of being an artist on hold, and then a mysterious visitor to the prison uh, makes her an offer that will get her released immediately. 
She has to restore an old post office mural in a sleepy southern town. And that sounds wonderful to her. She's desperate to get out. Uh, But as she uh, gets to this small town and she starts working on the murals, she's actually finding that this mural is telling this incredibly twisted story that involves conspiracies in this small town. And I love the idea of small town politics coming into real twisted stories. And yeah, I mean, she's going to find herself in quite a bit of danger because, I mean, if get people in power, they're going to protect themselves. So... Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, that sounds really good. Hey, Lauren, what about the One Town, One Read project that we have going on? Oh, yeah. And I guess given the last book that I talked about with the woman serving a stint in the North Carolina Women's Correctional Facility, it does tie in. uh, We are having a One Town, One Read program. Uh, We will have multiple copies of a specific book called Shakespeare Saved My Life by Dr. Laura Bates who is an Indiana author. She also teaches at Indiana State. We will be discussing that book uh, regarding her time teaching Shakespeare to some of the most dangerous criminals in the Indiana prison system. Uh, You can pick up your copy at the library. We We have several copies that can be checked out. We will very gladly put holds on them for you if you come and you find that they are checked out already. We are going to have multiple book discussions as well that are going to start in February. They're going to be, I think, about six Uh, We're going to have some in February, some in March, and some in April. And then later in April, we are going to have Dr. Bates herself come and talk about her experience, uh, not only teaching Shakespeare to these inmates, but also the uh, book that she wrote as well. So yeah, please come and check out this book, read it, and come with all kinds of questions. I'm excited because I get to do do one of the discussions for the teens, and I don't normally read adult books, so this is a chance for me to kind of get outside of my Mm -hmm. reading comfort zone. (laughs) All right, now it's time for one of my favorite parts of the podcast, which is what we're geeking out about. So Sarah, what are you geeking out about? Um, I am currently geeking out about a a community group that me and another artist have recently started called the Plainfield Creatives. We can be found on Facebook, and we just had our inaugural meeting at the library on Saturday, and we had about 10 local artists come in, and we were all geeking out about bringing (laughs) art into the Plainfield community and working on some events for the new year. Hopefully by springtime, we'll have some events posted on the Facebook page, but for now, we're just looking for members and for people to come in and bring their creative ideas for infusing art into the community. So um, definitely geeking out about that. Well, I geek out about a lot of things, but currently, (laughs) can you... Binge listen to a series. Yes, you can. Absolutely. And I have been doing that on Hoopla. I just recently was introduced to Marty Wingate's Potting Shed Mysteries with uh, Prue Park and DCI Christopher Pierce. Yes. I'm in love with both of them. (laughs) Nice little British cozy mystery, but if you like uh, those kind of uh, books, you can't get them in hardback. They're only available oh. digitally. So uh, check out Hoopla and download The Potting Shed Mysteries by Marty Wingate. Um, we'll transport you to London and parts of England and pretty fun. Good mysteries. And I only figured one of them out as I was listening to this. <laughs> and now I'm all done with them. I'm desperate for her to write another one so I can listen again. But well, then anyway. you should check out Haunting Danielle. 
Ooh. Yes, it's also available on Hoopla. There are 20 books in the series, so... Brilliant. That will get me going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it doesn't take place in England, though. It takes place in uh, just outside of Portland, Oregon. Oh, not a problem. But the woman runs a bed and breakfast, and it is haunted by the man who originally owned the house. Well, that sounds delightful. Yes. <laughs> right up my alley. But of course so. it's a haunted house, so I'm into it. I was going to say, that sounds very much like a series Can I geek like. out on the second thing? Oh, I yeah. Know, this is just library related. Um, I'm, we're exploring the new digital um, service that we got, the historic Indianapolis newspapers. Hmm. So we have 1903 to 2004 digital um, copies of the Indianapolis Star. So if you're looking for anything fun, old ads, what's going on in Indianapolis, obituaries, family history, whatever, check that out. That's on the Indiana Room's um, genealogy database page totally free to use when you're in the library and if you have um, a current library card in good standing you can check it out at home so spend lots of time looking at old fun pictures of hairstyles and prices <laughs> and stuff like that so if you have any interest in history or genealogy at all you absolutely need to come visit Rianne in the indiana room absolutely yes. we love to have you <laughs> uh i'm kind of geeking out a mystery as well Ooh, um which one well but it's a movie I am absolutely geeking out over Knives Out. Ooh, I love that one. Yes, I love, love that movie. And there there are surprisingly so many layers to it, like tiny little things within costuming and um, like just different inflections. Um, uh, My partner, Mike, pointed out to me that um, during one particular scene, uh, a character is saying, um, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but you can direct message me through Instagram. But um, probably like 15 minutes earlier in the movie, she had made a comment. Oh, I read a tweet about an article. So did she get kicked off of Twitter? And what in the <laughs> world did she do to get kicked off? Uh, plus, it also has Chris Evans. And I love Chris Evans. <laughs> I loved all the visuals and stuff, too. The way it kind of changed angles and stuff throughout interviews mm-hmm. and different things like that. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. And the set is amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh, that house. Yeah. Wow. It's like a house from one of your books. Kind of, Just yeah. minus being maybe haunted. <laughs> it's definitely a house I would love to live in. There you go. Um, I am geeking out about a show, The Goldbergs. I'm really late to the party. <laughs> That's a fabulous show. Well, yeah, so I stayed away because I thought it was going to be, I don't know, too cheesy, but like... I really, really, really like the fact that the creator, Adam F. Goldberg, like, it's his life story. I mean, of, sh- of course, added in stuff. But I just really like how they, at the end of the episodes, will add his, like, home videos to the videos that they did for the show. Oh. And it lines up so well. And they're exactly and, like, like, oh, my gosh, Yeah, it just makes are. me yeah. so happy that somebody was just like, no, you know, like, family, I'm going to do this when I get older. And he actually did. And he's telling his family's story. And I, I just really, really like it. So I'm into the fifth season. I didn't start that long ago. Um, but now I'm using it to motivate myself to walk on my treadmill. So now it's my treadmill show, and I can only watch it <laughs> <laughs> if I walk on my treadmill, which is actually pretty good for me right now. <laughs> yeah. So, are, usually are you, I ignore my treadmill. Is that maybe like a new you thing? Of a little bit. Out? Yeah, yeah. Just trying. I gained some weight this year, so I'm trying to work my way back. <laughs> yeah. Honey, haven't we all gained weight? <laughs> right? Except maybe Sarah. <laughs> all the yoga maybe yes all that mindfulness but yeah so that's i've been really enjoying that and i've been weirdly talking it up to everybody even though i'm like what seven years too late to this game i don't know so it's a good show you should try it do we have it for checkout here at the library oh no i don't know we should look into it we should definitely i'm trying to remember if i I cataloged it i feel like we might have them 
I think so. I, I really don't remember if I've cataloged them or not. That's generally how I remember what's in our catalog. I can't believe I stumped you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if not, I know who to talk to about buying it. It's true. <laughs> Well, all right. I think that wraps up our podcast for the day. Thanks for listening. Uh, Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. And while you're at it, please give us a rating and review on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.